McDonald's restaurant's extremely successful CEO, Steve Easterbrook, was fired, as you may have heard, for having a consensual relationship with a subordinate in the workplace, and that violates company policy. Uh, Such a situation is a firing offense, and uh, Mr. Easterbrook agreed with the board of directors that fired him. And it, uh, it comes down to the issue of understanding the real concern about sexual harassment in the workplace. And yet, given the numbers of office romances which have always occurred, and I'm sure will continue to occur, uh, where does all of this fit and what does Canadians' law state? Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a real issue if you have um, somebody who's involved in a relationship uh, with, with a subordinate employee. You can say it's consensual, but then the question is, was it really? Lior Samfiro joins us, partner at Samfiro Tamarkin uh, LLP. Lior is an employment law specialist, and uh, Samfiro Tamarkin is in Toronto, Vancouver, and Ottawa. Lior, thank you very much for taking the time. And just off the top, your sense of the correctness of the firing by the McDonald's board of Mr. Easterbrook. Roy, always a pleasure to be with you, and certainly given the the fact that he is the CEO, you know the buck stops with him. He's the embodiment uh, of all company policy. We cannot, as a company, it cannot give him a pass because if it does, it sends a message to everyone else that it's okay. So, in a situation when we are dealing with the head of the company, he in this case would have to be held to a higher and a very strict standard. Whereas in some situations. The company may be able to say, you know, don't do, do this again or, or try to deal with the situation short of a termination. When it comes to the CEO, the, the top person here, I think that the, the board of directors did not have much of a choice. Uh, he clearly breached the company policies. And even though it, it appears that it was all consensual, he did put the company at risk by engaging in this office romance. So I think uh, as a business move and as a legal move, it was the correct one. Okay, so it, it wasn't a case of where the board or they might have hired uh, an investigator to find out just how consensual the relationship was. That wasn't the point. He's the point man. He's the leader of the organization. The organization has policies, and the policy broke down at the very top, so he had to go. It is the risk of, of this relationship that is really the problem, because it's quite possible, maybe even likely, that in this particular situation, it was consensual, uh, and it may not have even spilled over into the workplace in the sense that it didn't impact the workplace, but the potential, the risk is there for someone to allege that, you know, my boss made me do it and because he, he was my boss, uh, it wasn't fully consensual, or that other employees that become aware of it have a problem with that situation. They, they, uh, they consider this to be preferential treatment. Uh, and given the, what's at stake here, a big company, so much money at stake, it is too big a risk for them to allow for this to happen, even if it's all consensual, even if he had actually nothing, done nothing wrong as relates to, to harassment or that type of a behavior. From a, from a corporate responsibility standpoint, they literally have no choice here. Is there anything in law, Lior, about this in this country? So the, the law ultimately, obviously, is, as you know and, and our listeners know, prohibit sexual harassment. But anything right. short of that, there's no uh, ability to, uh, f- for an, an employer to actually f- prohibit uh, workplace uh, uh, romances, except in situations where it does impact the business. So because of that, most employers don't bother implementing policies saying that for all employees, you can't engage in workplace romances. That is not feasible. And even if a policy like that existed and it was breached, the employer would not have much recourse against the employees. 
As a result, it really is something that's reserved for senior employees and specifically for uh, supervisors and subordinates. And it's the risk of harassment. It's the potential impact on the workplace. There is no law that, that, uh, that says it's inappropriate to have a workplace relationship so long as it's consensual. It's a question of the employer's own concerns about the, the, the business and how it's going to impact that business. Do you ever see or do, do, do cases come before employment lawyers where the issue of uh, uh, firing, a dismissal, an end of employment um, is, is brought before you and an employee says, look, I, I got fired because I had a relationship with somebody or I'm in trouble because I had a relationship with somebody and I'm saying it was per- perfectly innocent, but they're saying it wasn't. Does, does that happen? come up very often, Roy, and, and you can imagine that in over half the situations, that's what study shows, uh, or for half of the employees, they've been, been engaged at some point in the workplace romance, so terminations as a result do happen. But here's the key to remember. Even though the employee may have done something wrong, as the CEO has in the sense that he breached the policy, that does, does not necessarily allow the company to flat-out fire him. You know, doing something wrong, breaching a policy in and of itself is not a fireable offense, meaning the employer may still be on the hook to pay compensation, even significant compensation, to the employee that was engaged in that office romance. So I've often been uh, involved in matters where I've spoken with an employee who did engage in an otherwise uh, a consensual relationship, but one that was in breach of a policy, but they still were owed compensation when they were let go. It's not fatal to the relationship as long as it's consensual. An employer may still choose to part ways, as did McDonald's, and by the way, McDonald's did pay and are continuing to pay the CEO significant amounts of money. Right. So the fact that he may have done something wrong, and I, I think that uh, you know we've established that he has, does not mean that they can flat out just fire him without any compensation. Now, uh, I read a story a couple of days ago, and uh, it was I think it was in, a, in an, an American newspaper, and they were questioning whether CEOs should or routinely if they're fired for cause, and this was a case of for cause, if they do in fact uh, receive severance and get their stock options or get a whole package that they would otherwise have gotten if they'd stayed employed, is is that usually part of the deal or, or do you get part of it or do you just often get just a get out of here, you've, uh, you've, you've breached our policies and we don't want to see you again? It is extremely unlikely when we're talking about uh, firing a senior executive, a CEO, a vice president, a president, extremely unlikely for that person to be let go without compensation. Uh, that person would have had to do something so outrageously awful that, that you know, they couldn't show their face for them to be let go without compensation. So in most of these cases, an, an employer, a company, a board of directors may still choose to part ways, but there's going to be compensation. The last thing a company wants to do is get embroiled in a legal fight with their former uh, executive. That, that looks bad on them. That could put, uh, uh, bring to the forefront things that they don't want the public to know, things that they would rather keep uh, internal. And to avoid that situation and airing, airing that dirty laundry, in the vast majority of cases, uh, the CEO, the, the executive departing, even though they may not have clean hands, is going to receive significant amounts of compensation uh, depending on a number of factors such as their position and, and, and the length of their employment and their age. Uh, it, could be, uh, it could be a lot of money. It could easily be into the seven figures or higher. Do you think that uh, Mr. Easterbrook is going to resurface as a CEO somewhere or is he too damaged now? I, I have no doubt that he will. Uh, the type of, uh, unless, of course, in the interim, 
the allegations are made that the relationship was not consensual, that he was guilty of, of some form of harassment. If, if it's not that, and it's a, a kind of an error in judgment, I think that his resume is stellar enough as, as a CEO, as a, a business operator, that he will absolutely resurface somewhere. He does have a non-compete in his separation agreement from McDonald's, so for a period of time he's not going to be able to work in that type of an industry. But I have no doubt when that expires, uh, we'll see him in a very senior position somewhere else. One more question for you. Undoubtedly, people listening to us across Canada, there'll be somebody who's listening to us who is either in an office relationship, uh, an office romantic relationship, or maybe close to getting into one. Are there any cautionary lights that you would light up for them? Any flags you would you would you would want to? sort of indicate to them or display to them or advice you want to give them, whatever whatever my mouth is trying to say, Lior. <laughs> right, what I would tell them, and I've said this to employees in this situation before, as, as counterintuitive as this may seem, I would tell them, be upfront about it with your employer. Tell them about the relationship, number one, so that they know it's consensual, and number two, so that things can be put in place to minimize the impact on the workplace. Perhaps the, the, uh, the two employees are not going to be scheduled together. Maybe they're going to be working in different departments or, or different shifts or what have you to minimize the impact of that relationship on the workplace. What I don't like to see is situations where you're hiding that from your employer because that employer can then say, well, now it's, it's a dishonesty in addition to a breach of policy, uh, and now we're even more concerned about your continued employment. So best advice is to be honest, honest be upfront, and to try to implement, implement measures where that relationship, even though it's with a coworker, doesn't spill into the workplace. Okay, and if you're not Steve Easterbrook, and you get caught in an office relationship that you shouldn't be caught in, you haven't been upfront, you violated policy. Now that is that is something that could follow you for the rest of your professional life. No, it, it is certainly. I mean, no one's ever going to be able to think of this uh, Mr. Easterbrook without thinking of this, or or, or no. Google his name without coming up with this story. Right. Uh, you know. Hopefully, for his sake, that this this ends here, and there's no further allegations arising out of this relationship, and no one ever alleges that it was uh, less than consensual. Uh, so he may well uh, be able to get past this with the passage of time. But for many people, uh, that can certainly impact them in the future and can impact their employability. So you really have to think about that, especially if you're in a senior position and are going to be engaged in a relationship with someone under you. Leora, it's always great talking to you. You're so informative. Uh, you, you know this issue of employment law better than anybody else. Uh, I, I certainly know. And thank you so much for the time. Always a pleasure, Roy. Thank you. Lior Samfiru is a partner at Samfiru Tamarkin LLP. They are in Toronto, Vancouver, and Ottawa.